Okay, let's go. Hour two of this hump day show with you. I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. I stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Did y'all see it? Did y'all see it? You would have seen it if you follow C Spire on Twitter. They put it out there yesterday, announced the partnership. We got the word a day early on this show because Jim Richmond from C Spire came on, told us all about it on Monday. And then yesterday you saw it. It popped up all over Twitter. C Spire and Kirk Herbstreet. Um, partnering on this uh, new campaign. and So y'all follow them on Ceasefire and check that out. I need some hot coffee from my thermos that's over here on this side of the studio into my mug over here on this side of the studio. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Order yours right there. Get it. So while I pour... Well, I'll tell you this. While you pour, let me say this. All right? We, uh, we're getting ready to do some new promos with the voice guy. Oh, yeah? From the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the banana pudding guy. Uh-huh, and right. so I'm trying to get Beav and Jake to uh, come up with some copy that yeah. has something to do with you drinking coffee. Oh, like a coffee thing? Yeah. The man, you know, have like at it. We talk about the, the, the banana pudding. Yeah. <laughs> have at it, man. You know, but if they made banana pudding flavored coffee, I'm all over it. I'll endorse that without even tasting it first. Yeah, because you drink yours straight anyway, right? I drink it straight for the most part. That's don't right. Don't put any of that frou frou stuff in there. No, I don't try. I try not to. Not on but purpose it, anyway. Now, do you get flavored coffee, or is your coffee just like like Brazilian? Or? Yeah, I mean it's just different blends or different roasts, but I I do not get it with flavors in it. I'm just not a fan of flavored right. coffee. To me, it's like if you want flavor, just drink hot chocolate. That's what I do. I want it. <laughs> I want it black. I want it thick. I want it um, putting hair on your chest. I want it stout. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be able to drink a take a sip, and then dip my quill pen in it and write a letter. That's what I want out of my coffee. So while I pour, the soothing tones of Jack Crystal and Jerry Cloud. Twenty-five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. You play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Oh, yes. Oh, the coffee is hot from High Point Roasters. All right, so coming up in two minutes on the Divinity Equipment phone line, if everything goes according to plan, we'll talk with Matt Moscona, who is the host of After Further Review, a show in the afternoons on ESPN New Orleans, Baton Rouge. And we'll talk with Matt a little bit about LSU football. Earlier in the show, played you this soundbite from Ed... Ozeron. You know, I, I noticed other people are calling him Ozeron. I don't like saying Orzeron, I like saying Ozeron. Played you this soundbite from him from yesterday. And uh, so was Tyler. So I think that the, those guys obviously talked to their families and made a decision. So that's their decision. Uh, 
you know, guys are going to opt out for different reasons. That's the time we're living in. But you know what? We have we have guys that are going to step up. Uh, there are some opportunities for new guys to come in, and we have a uh, a good roster that can handle that. Uh, obviously, I don't want anybody else to opt out. I wish that uh, that that might be the last one. Hopefully, but it may not be. But we got to deal with it. Yeah, so he's just being kind of open-ended there because he doesn't know for sure. And then some people yesterday took that, really ran with it, and like, Coach O says more are going to opt out. Oh, that's, you know, the the whole mushy-headed media thing. So, you know, me and you together as listeners of this show and participators in this show, let's be careful about, you know, how we consume some of that. But we'll talk with him. You know, down to 70 or so scholarship players, let's see what the feeling is uh, with Matt Moscona. He's with us now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, right here at home. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. Matt does it better than anybody else on the radio in the state of Louisiana. In the afternoons, after further review on ESPN New Orleans Baton Rouge, he's on your radio right now. Matt, great to talk with you. And before we even get into the gory details, man... We're going to have football, college football, here in the state of Mississippi tomorrow night. I'm pumped, man. I am pumped. Hey, man, at this point, Matt, we're all gluttons, and we've waited long enough. So if it means watching uh, – we, we also get Central Arkansas and UAB tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, normally that's, that's one of those things where, eh, there's nothing else on on a Thursday. You'll flip it on. Now we're like <laughs> – we're more excited for that than we should be, hey, quite honestly. Matt. I literally, literally did a three-play film study on my YouTube channel of Central Arkansas and Austin P, and was proud to do it. <laughs> we all need content, brother. I get it. <laughs> we sure do. Okay, so there's been absolutely no shortage of content for you among uh, Tiger Nation uh, in your neck of the woods in Louisiana over uh, recent days with with opt-outs and other things. like So start me off. How, how do you describe the situation LSU football is in right now as we speak? Well, there's been, I mean, I think everybody knows you can have 85 scholarship players in your roster, and you know, the numbers I saw were that LSU was at 73 before Chase and Shelvin opted out and DK McClendon transferred. So that put them right around 70. And, you know, my... I think LSU's frontline starters are good enough to go toe-to-toe with anybody in the country still. Mm-hmm. The really tough part is when you look at that too deep, man, it gets dicey. You're talking about a lot of freshmen and guys that have never played before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest concern for Fred Ogeron. That, the thing, Matt, I think most people here look at that would happen in 2019, and they're able to recognize. I'm surprised because you know most fans struggle to contextualize. They go, "You want a championship? Go do it again and be better." Yeah, sure. most people here recognize how completely otherworldly 2019 was. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that LSU offense literally scored more points than any offense in the history of college football, <laughs> which is not hyperbole. It's a mouthful. It's ama- it's incredible. So, to be better than that, you'd literally have to be better than the best offense ever. So I think people realize it's not going to be that type of year. But you know, can this still be a really talented, functioning offense that puts up a lot of points? Yes. Where they may get into trouble, man, is they start getting bit by the injury bug. If you have more opt-outs, if you have you know, positive tests from COVID, that's when this LSU team could really start to feel it. Sure. 
I, I think that's, you know, the way that I've kind of viewed it, Matt, is, you know, everybody's got unknowns going into the, you know, the opening week. Everybody has unknowns. And so now there's more unknowns at LSU right now than we thought we would have. The one thing that's not an unknown is, like, their their first 22 are elite, okay? We're going to know that and, and athletically and everything else. Who has the bigger unknown, you, do you think, going into that opening game, LSU or State? Who's got bigger unknowns? Matt, I don't mean to be dismissive, man. I just don't think it matters. I mean, you know, LSU is, a, is roughly a 20-point favorite in that game, and I think they're going to win it by three touchdowns. I, I'm interested. Look, I don't think there's any doubt that why CBS picked LSU-Mississippi State, because that's a fascinating matchup. Of the opening weekend, it's yeah. the most interesting right. by a mile. Yeah. I mean, right. LSU loses all the talent. Finally, Miles Brennan's turn. What's Bo Pelini's defense going to look like? And you flip it. Mike Leach is in the SEC. You got a grad transfer from Stanford who's played a ton of games. Like, how does that transition? I mean, there's so much intrigue in that game. You know, I'm interested to see Costello in the Leach offense. You know, I I think they would benefit from having a few tune-ups to go run that thing full speed before they got into the meat of the SEC schedule. But now we could probably say that about a lot of a lot of teams this year. Sure, right. But specifically, like for, for that game on the 26th. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I just it, LSU right now is just they've they've recruited well enough, long enough to where their roster is still just going to be better, and they shouldn't have trouble winning that game. Yeah, Matt Muscone on your radio right now, taking a look at LSU in the case of um, of Chase. I didn't mean to make a rhyme, but I did this uh, this week, and, and him uh, opting out. Is it as simple as, Matt, um, you know, it's a total NFL move? Or am I right as a former player? I just kind of, I just, if you're going to do it, I wish you'd done it before practice started. Don't take two weeks of reps and then do it, you know? That's, and that's the really tough part. I'll I'll answer your question, Matt, but that's that's the really tough part for the team right now because, look, I mean, LSU's number one now is Terrace Marshall. Got, got caught 13 touchdown passes in 12 games a year ago. Yeah. He's a former five-star number one in the country. Like, LSU's third receiver this year, a guy like Kayshawn Booty, who was a five-star freshman signee, like, he's battling to be the number three. I mean, they're they're good there. I mean, they don't have a Jamar Chase. Don't misunderstand me. You guys sure. would be a top-five pick. Yeah. But they're good there. But I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen those reps go, it, and not just to get the young guys comfortable, but for timing with Miles Brennan. I mean, all of that stuff matters. You asked it if this was you know, strictly an NFL move. I mean, all of those variables make sense, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy that he won the blood in the cough, had the, the best single receiving season for a, a receiver in SEC history, yards and touchdowns. He won a national championship. He's going to be a top five pick. He eliminates the risk of injury, COVID delays, all that stuff. That all makes sense. The, the timing is the curious thing. But Matt, I look around college football, man. Two more kids, you know, two starters today, and M opted out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Get ten kids from Central Florida opt out yesterday. You know, another starter at Ar- you know, a starting receiver at Arkansas opted out yesterday. It's you know, six kids from Vanderbilt have opted out. Like, it's not like it's just happening here. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the biggest problem for LSU, though, Matt, is these opt outs. And you know, every every school every year has transfers. Guys get into camp, they realize they're not going to play in their league. That on top of losing 
20 guys to the NFL, right. that's compounded the situation for LSU and made it made it that much more impactful in the short term. No question about it. No question. It, it really compounds the situation there. And it's just it's an incredible unknown, too. Of, you know, we're going to play games without fans, and it's going to sound different, and yep. how are players going to react? So it's just so intriguing to me. And then the other thing is, too, it's not just about replacing players for LSU. It's about replacing staff members as well. So what are the early returns right now in Scott Linehan? What are you hearing? So I think, and this is going to be probably, this is going to catch a lot of people off guard when I talk about this. I think one of the most overblown storylines with respect to LSU is Joe Brady's absence. I know, I know he won the Broyles last year and he got a ton of credit for LSU's offensive resurgence. But that was Steve Ensminger's offense. Steve called the plays. Joe Brady brought some, some schemes here that were certainly helpful. But Matt, the other part of it too is Joe Brady never worked with quarterbacks. He worked with receivers. The guy that worked with quarterbacks was Steve Ensminger and George Munoz, who's now at Baylor with Dave Aranda. I mean, the bigger question is Joe Burrow. Like, you just, you're, this guy had yeah. the, the greatest season for a quarterback ever. He threw 60 times. Like, it's so insane even saying it, Matt. I mean, you played the game in the SC. This guy threw, threw 60 touchdown passes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's stupid. It's yeah. just, it's not, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. So, you know, how does Miles Brennan replace him? That's interesting. The thing, specifically to your question about Scott Linehan, the most interesting thing that, that Scott said all offseason is, you know, one of the concepts he's brought is the way when he was in Detroit and had Calvin Johnson, that's how he fancies LSU using their five-star freshman tight end, Avery Gilbert. This is the kid who just won the Gatorade National Male Athlete of the Year, and he's the highest-rated tight end in the history of 24-7 sports. Mm. And he's a freak show, man. I mean, he's he's an Adonis. that you know, Guys aren't supposed to look like that playing that position. But um, if they can use him sort of as a flex, the thing that Scott said is, if you think about it, if we run three receiver sets, this is from Linehan's perspective, you know, he was saying this on a radio interview, he said, if we run three receiver sets, our, the defense's fourth best cover guy is on Gilbert, and we got a huge mismatch there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the standpoint they're looking at, you know, with with that transition with Lenahan is just maybe bringing some of those concepts. But Matt, I mean, it's Steve Ensminger's offense. He called the offense last year. He's gonna call it again this year. He knows the personnel. He's got a great relationship with Miles Brennan. I mean, I, I just I think with without sounding like I'm completely discrediting Joe Brady because I think he was such a, a key part of the right time, right place, right ingredients, all mixing together to make that work last year. I don't think that's just as devastating as some people might think it is. Matt Muscone on your radio right now. Um, yesterday, I, I, I didn't hear it when it happened. I think we were actually in the air when Coach O was answering some questions yesterday. And then there was this one that it just starts popping up all over Twitter that's like the headlines were all reading. <laughs> Coach O says that they may have more opt-outs. Well, then I went and listened to the sound clip, and he didn't really say that. Um, It seemed to be sort of sensationalized. Like It was a throwaway comment by him at the end where he just kind of opened it, and he goes, you know, you may have more. We don't know, but if we get them, we'll deal with that when it comes. And then immediately everybody jumps all over. They're going to have more opt-outs. I guess what I'm leading up to, Matt, is are you hearing anything about any more? 
<laughs> or not? So, yeah, I think I think there's there's a couple of guys who have certain situations not not maybe necessarily a hundred percent COVID related um, that that could lead to that decision. But Matt, it's like man, Jamar Chase three weeks ago, his dad did did multiple interviews where he said Jamar was in. You know, and that go go Google it. I mean, August third or fourth, you know, Jimmy Chase says Jamar opts in. I mean, that became headline news earlier this year or last month. Yeah, and you know. A month passes and things change, and then he opts out. So, it, man, I, you know, I, I don't mean to be evasive with the question, Matt. It's just like we're all learning as this goes. You know, I, I mean, Matt, mm-hmm. I got my door closed in my office right now. If a seven foot pig knocked on the door and I opened it and saw, it wouldn't surprise me in twenty twenty. I mean, just <laughs> with everything. We, I mean, everything we everything we've lived through in the last six months. It's just. If more guys opt out, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If the if the guys that are there now play on on September 26 against Mississippi State, that wouldn't surprise me either. So, you know, the the thing I, I'm just most confident saying is that they're you know they're going to play football on September 26, and LSU is going to roll out a really good team, and we'll all learn what a 10 game conference schedule looks like and how it it may wear on guys, and if it you know if it plays out differently than than a normal 12 game schedule with your non conference games would. Now, I'm going to tell you, the biggest thing for me is does this year the culture of, of opt-outs does it carry over? Right. Was, even, though, even though COVID was really the thing that opened the door, once the door's open and the first guy walks through, it's easier for the next and the next and the next. Right. It just becomes accept- an acceptable part of the culture. Just like, I mean, when you played, Matt, guys leaving early for the NFL, Did, it was a rarity, man. It just never happened. Now it's, yeah, now it's it's common. I mean, is this are we going to expect like are we going to expect this from elite guys next year? You know, right. even provided they play a full season, would 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 you, rising juniors sit out? You know, I mean, I think that's the bigger impact that this may have on college football. No doubt. It's great to talk uh, to you, uh, Matt, and know that you know we're kind of on the verge. We're in the month of. I just have to say yeah. though, before I turn you loose tell you about an experience i had the other day i'm working out in the morning down here and i, I turn it on i start re-watching the alabama lsu game from last year and at the you know it gets to the end of the game and the cbs guys are like you know here's the stat now you know burrow 33 touchdown passes on the year and i'm going wait a minute hold on timeout he had 30 <laughs> he, and i did the math he had 33 touchdown passes at the end of the alabama game okay and that was like game number whatever I, you know late in the year nine Nine. Yep. He had thirty. So I'm going, but he finished with sixty. And I did the math. I go. He threw twenty seven more touchdowns after the Alabama game. You know. No. He threw. What was it? Postseason. He threw sixteen touchdown passes in the postseason. I, it helps when you throw for seven and a half against Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> seven and a half. That's great. And you know what's crazy about like that? The numbers are so crazy. You can walk up to anybody and go, he threw seven and a half touchdowns. Nobody even questions it. It's like, oh, well. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, he threw seven in the first half. Oh, in the first half. Okay. In, yeah, in a half against Oklahoma. In the, that's right, I mean, in the first yeah. half. And, and called yeah. off the dogs. Yeah. You know? it's It's just... We will never see anything like it. I don't think um, in the SEC. I, I, you know, I say never. That's a big word, but it's just hard to imagine anybody coming along and and replicating what they had on that offense last year. Just incredible. It would, 
it would have to be the best statistical season in in history. They'd have to score more points than the team that more scored more points than anybody. It's yeah. and you know what, Matt? Though I'm proud of LSU fans because usually LSU fans aren't always the most realistic uh, <laughs> and level headed. Yeah, right. But but when you have this conversation with LSU people, they all get it. They're like, yeah, we're never going to see that again. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows that it it doesn't have to be that again for LSU to be able to win another championship, and they just wrap up 2019 as the special season it was. You put it on the shelf, and you all, you always have it there to admire, mm-hmm. but you realize that that's, that's, not, that's not the realistic goal every year. Yeah. Really incredible. Hey, Matt, listen, I uh, really appreciate your time today. I know you got a show to do yourself. Thanks again, and uh, let's talk soon. Always my pleasure, Matt. Thanks, man. Thanks here as well. That's Matt Muscona. He is the host of After Further Review, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans. A big-time show in the afternoons in the state of Louisiana. Kind of the premier radio show and, and radio host in that state. They do an outstanding job. 60 touchdown passes a year ago. Through 16 of them in the postseason. That's crazy, man. That means he threw 11 in the last three regular season games. <laughs> all this math. It's, and, and it all overwhelms me. The guy threw seven in the first half of the Final Four playoff game <laughs> against Oklahoma. Good Lord. All right. Enjoyed that. Hour two. I got a story for you next you've never heard about baseball, a potato, and a guy who never played the game again because of that potato. Stick around. What did y'all think about the Matt Moscona interview? Thought he shot us straight. They're really confident, and they do. They have recruited really well at LSU. They do have so many holes because of graduation, leaving early for the NFL, transfers and opt-outs down to 70 total scholarships, all that kind of stuff. How could you have a game where you go get into their depth that gives you a chance to maybe go win that game? But he said he basically doesn't think it matters against State. It shouldn't matter, and none of that should matter. They still should win the game by three touchdowns. What he said? Three touchdowns against State. So he's pretty confident, um, but acknowledged what they are you know, looking at over the long haul of their season. Um, we got a text on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. Remember it. Write it down. Write it on your arm, you know, so you can look down and see the text line and know what number to text us or plug it in your phone. Put it in there like as a contact in your phone and put uh, Beaver's name on it. And that way, every time you text or we text you back, you think you're getting a text from Beaver. How about that? Or me or JB or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but we got a text that 885 ESPN says Ensminger also coached the two years before Joe Brady, and the LSU offense was mediocre at best. Yeah. That was me. Oh, shoot. Am I reading it? I'm, doggone, I'm looking at it wrong. I got the wrong window pulled up. That is your text, isn't it? Hang on here. <laughs> I had it as unnamed texter. Well, yeah. I'm he, gonna, had been the, uh, he had been a coach on the team earlier but was the offensive coordinator starting in 2018 mm. and uh so, so that's right the previous year it wasn't like they Joe were both Brady. new last year was it no that's correct okay so the key was 
Yeah, that's one thing Matt said, and so you were responding to that. I'm I'm sorry I got it all mixed up on yeah, you there, that's JB. That's okay, man. Um, JB was saying that, you know, in response to Matt, who said, look, it was Insminger who called the plays last year, and the Joe Brady departure is not going to be that big of a deal, but we could point to two years ago, Insminger was already there. Okay, Sven, who's watching on the YouTube live stream, says the same thing. Insminger was there before. Uh, got beat by Bama at home, twenty-nine nothing. The offense was at best horrible <laughs> at times. Yeah, I mean you can point back to that, and then he pointed out Brady was a big reason uh, for that. A couple of texts in the country, please, and uh, text line about it. Tiger David said he still called the plays. Talking about that being before the offense got brought over there. Eric on the country, please, and text line said. Purple and gold Kool-Aid must be extra strong down in the bayou this afternoon. Peanut Butter Falcon, your LSU guest is a little blinded. He will be coming down to earth this fall. But, you know, Matt said that LSU fans, by and large, do have their feet on. They know they're not going to repeat the offensive numbers and stuff that they did last year. Res Dog texted during the interview. He said, I heard no bias from that dude. And then he put the little asterisks up there next to it. Uh, I'm glad you liked the interview. And that's one of the reasons Matt is as good as he is, is because he has strong opinions. He didn't really, I don't guess he cares if we agree with it or not. That's not the point. <laughs> All right, let's check it out here on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Lynn, you're up first. What's up, Lynn? How about it, Matt? Yo. Well, the chess was great. State's going to win the football game, and that's all I got to say about that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it. I, I mean, I need some. I need some advice here. Okay. You're a banana pudding guy, right? Well, yes, sorta. I do like it. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a banana pudding guy, but now I ain't the box banana pudding guy. I need. I need what my mama makes homemade. Yeah, understand. That, 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 anything else, that ain't really banana pudding to me. Oh, uh, and, and my wife can cook, but she refuses to do that. <laughs> well, how can I fix this? Um, this is a bad problem. Well, mama Lynn, can't live forever. Lynn, I'm. Let me just say, there. Sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable giving relationship advice. Okay, and <laughs> your marriage to your wife, it 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 means more than banana pudding. I know it may not seem that way sometimes, but trust me, it does. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> no, I just I know, man. I just I heard that banana pudding. I've been meaning to meaning to bring that up. No, my only stipulation like on banana pudding is I want the kind that is big and full and fluffy. I don't want the kind that's runny. I don't like the oh, runny no, kind. Uh-uh. No, I, I tell you what, it's best right after it's done when it's still warm. Mm-hmm. you got the moraine on top. Mm-hmm. And, man, it, it's almost like a fight at the holiday sometimes between me and my brother-in-law and a couple others of us. Who's gonna get to most of the leftovers? <laughs> <laughs> and the very <laughs> there is any good banana pudding. The best part of it is when it's all dipped out and there's a little bit left in the corners and in the bottom. That's the best part of it, right there, Lynn. Appreciate the call, Lynn. Great right, to hear you. from you. Have a good buddy. You too, man. Thanks. Um, let's see, Tiger David, y'all. He's giving you an opportunity on the country pleasing sausage text line. Country pleasing sausage. I had a double heppin'. Not helping, hepping of uh, jalapeno and cheddar this morning. Tiger David texted and said, I'll give you Mississippi State plus 16. Any takers? 
I'm not a gambling man, Tiger David, but there's some other folks out here going to take your money. Remember I told you. All right, Jack, on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Jack? Man, just trying to just trying to keep cool in this heat. I hear but, you. Nobody, maybe you guy can uh, you can, you guy can look it up after the call's over. But when has LSU not recruited at a high level? Because every year I can think I can think I can go back the last twelve years and it's every year they they recruit at a high level. That's right. And how many get not including bowl games? How many how many times in the last twelve fifteen years has LSU won more than ten games? I can tell you something. It ain't that much. It ain't that often. It ain't that many. Right. And. uh you know, last year they they, they they caught lightning in the bottle and had that great year. But they recruited at a high level the ten previous years. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you another thing: Miles Brennan ain't no Joe Burrow. And and as good as that freshman five star receivers and stuff may be, they're not. It's not Chase. Mm-hmm. And so twenty one points. I wish he. I wish he would take. I wish he would book that action because I would take it. Mm-hmm. I would take the opposite side of that. But hey, you know, and, this and, LSU and- blow see it happen. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not a – I don't – there's so much – well, there's very little about the gambling world that I understand, but I do know that at times we get closer to these games, Jack, you'll, we'll start to get tweets and stuff about where people are putting their money. You know, like yeah. – I don't know what they call it or whatever, but I'll be interested to see what happens with that leading up to that ball game. Uh, well, he seems to think they can just plug and play, mm-hmm. like like they like they're Alabama of the last twelve years. Who has done that? Yeah. Who, despite losing all the talent year after year, early to NFL draft and all that, Saban proved that he can go back and win 11, 12, 13 games, plugging and pl- you know re- reloading. LSU has not demonstrated that over mm. the last twelve years. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Well, you're right about that. I think if they you're if you look at it that way, Jack, I think you're right. If you look up at the end of this year and this LSU team was able to plug and play all the new guys and not take a big step backward, it would actually be the first example of that outside of Alabama that we've had. You know, I, think about this, Jack. 2010 Auburn and they win a national championship with Cam Newton. And yeah. and we know how they were recruiting with Trooper Taylor, right? And and they recruited really well at an elite level. Cam Newton splits, Nick Fairley splits after one year there at or after that year at Auburn. The very next year, Auburn lost five ball games. And when you go yep. back and look at Gene Chizik's team from 2010 to 2011, they had similar numbers of like attrition of players who left, players who graduated. Some who transferred, all this kind of stuff, they come back and lose five ball games the next year, and uh, two years later they fired him. And this LSU yeah. team, this LSU team is actually losing more production and more seniority than that Auburn team did back then. I think that's yep. something to take into consideration. And and, and, the, and the difference <clears throat> in talent at the top level. I'm talking about the difference in the, their talent differential between them and a mid-pack SEC team. It isn't what they think it is. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, look, Mississippi State defense can come up with a couple stops, a, a plus, come up plus one, you know, a couple stops, a couple turnovers where they win that battle. Mississippi State can win that game. Yeah, and you, you, and mentioned, uh, you mentioned turnovers. Here's why turnovers, I think, is going to be important. 
it's because with that offense, and they're changing it a little, and with that quarterback, which is going to be a little different, and because they're playing Mississippi State, they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to they're going to know they yeah. can, they're going to know they can run the ball against State's front seven. They're going to try to do it. It'll shorten the game. It'll keep the ball away from State's offense. Right? That'll be the the plan. Will be built around running the ball for LSU. Everybody in the world is going to know that going in the first game. So whether or not State can knock the ball out and create a turnover or two against their run game is going to be huge because there's going to be some drives in the game where Miles Brennan's going to hand the ball off. They're going to run 12 plays. He's going to hand it off six of them. And the clock's going to be running, and it's going to be like a long drive. And State's defense is going to be on the field for a long time, and you're going to have to take some chances. And if they can either take a chance and create a a turnover, hit the quarterback, knock it out, that's going to be – turnover is going to be a big deal in the game if State wants to win it down there. That's going to be the key for State all year with that defense. They don't have to be – they don't have to hold teams to 23 points. And it's – it's a matter. It's not even a bend, don't break. It's going to be. It's, it's, be honest with you. To me, I look at it like almost like a uh, defense you see out on the West Coast, where there is more high flying. You want you want an opportunistic defense that can make step up and make a couple plays. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's what you need. It doesn't matter that they give up thirty eight points, but they can make just a couple of key stops here or or a key interception. And I think State has one. The scheme they're playing is kind of predicated on creating pressure and creating those kind of things. And two, they have enough athletes on defense that are capable of making a play against anybody they play, including LSU. Jack, I appreciate the phone call. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the call. Stick around. Back with you. Coming up in a few minutes... The countdown of 100 teams in 100 days continues. This one may seem like a little bit of a replay, but it's for a reason. But that's coming up, and it's new stuff that you may not know. In fact, about this particular team that we're doing at number three, just a couple of minutes from now, there's um, news today out there. And if you watch them on TV, something's going to be a good bit different. Uh, that's a that's the tease. Hello, Bubba. No, 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 I'm, I got something a little different for you. Yeah, this one is actually a little bit of a repeat, but there's a reason for that. It's got to be done. All right, real quick, country please and text line, 885-ESPN, that's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Ready Teddy says, I want to thank all y'all at 105.9 The Zone, all y'all, for helping us listeners go from talking about are they going to play to Live college football. It's been a rough few months, but it seems like we have made it. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama tomorrow night at the Rock. All right, so there you go. Also, we had a text earlier from Buster reminding us that Jackson Preps Chance Lovertich going to be the quarterback tomorrow night for South Alabama. Buster, we were talking, and it sounded earlier in the week like he's going to play some, but not necessarily the starting quarterback. They have a different starter. If you know something we don't, if there's other news, if a decision has been made contrary to that, let us know. But do expect him to play. But we we were understanding earlier in the week, talking to some folks at South Alabama, that uh, the guy who returns is the starter. Um, So y'all let us know. 
Real quick here. Beer Slayer said Coach O's on the prowl now. Football in Coach O's voice. Mm-hmm. He sounds like it, huh? He's got that voice. Resdog said, besides last year, which doesn't count, LSU hasn't beaten MSU by three touchdowns since 2013. However, Mississippi State beat LSU by 30 in 2017, which speaks to other people saying, you know, the whole thing about LSU recruiting at an elite level, even though they've, they're have they down 15 scholarship players and, and that kind of stuff and, and some starters. Well, they always recruit well. It is true. But ask yourself, is Mississippi State as ready to go toe-to-toe with them now as they were? In that 2017 season, also, Ensminger had gone from a interim offensive coordinator role in 2016 to 2017 just coaching the tight ends. Mm-hmm. A little different there. Bulldog West says, also, no pineapple in my nanner pudding. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat it, but I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh-uh. I don't want pineapple in there. It's banana pudding, not banana and pineapple pudding. Tiger David says he would give him 21. He says he would give you, if you want to bet your money, he'll give you Mississippi State plus 21. 21 points. <laughs> and boy, Tiger David, he's on that limb and ain't scared. Of, he's not afraid of being out there. Tyler uh, followed him up on the country pleasing text and said, I'll take state plus 16 all day long and twice on Sunday. And Matt Daddy simply says, God bless America. Amen to that, Matt Daddy. Amen. 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 And the people said, Amen. Amen. Here we go. 100 teams in 100 days brought to you by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. Okay, look. People are actually asking how they can get up with Tiger David to take him up on what he's offering, like giving him odds and t- you know letting them bet. Y'all figure that out. I, I'm not connecting you for gambling purposes. <laughs> I ain't doing it. <laughs> not doing it for love purposes and ain't doing it for cooking purposes and it. ain't doing it for gambling purposes. Because then something happens and that's my fault. You know, y'all just y'all gonna have to figure that out yourself. Matt Anderson, Properties with National Land Realty, can help you buy or sell that piece of timberland, farmland, hunting land, recreational, waterfront. They've got the 360-degree interactive drone touring. You can view the properties without ever setting foot on them. If you're selling property, get comprehensive internet traffic reports for your listing. Matt Anderson, 601-408-5155. Team number three is... Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Now, there's a couple of reasons why we are repeating. One has had them all out of place, I believe. Number two is there's the last time we went over Notre Dame, we didn't have the most accurate schedule because we didn't really know what it was at that time. 
And I've got a little breaking news, because even though none of us are Notre Dame fans, hardly anymore, we all watch them on NBC, don't we? Yeah. All right, so um, NBC Sports announced yesterday that its broadcasts of Notre Dame football, get this, JB, are no longer going to feature the former Boston College quarterback Doug Flutie as their in-game analysis, uh, sorry, analyst alongside Mike Tirico. Pro Why fo- is that? Pro Football Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy will replace Flutie in the booth. How about that? I like Dungy. I think he's a great analyst. I do too. Like him in every way there is to like him. You know what I mean? As a person, as a coach, as an analyst, as a speaker, as an author, <laughs> right? Everything. Just a good, good dude all around, man. But he's an excellent football analyst. He has been phenomenal on the studio coverage of NFL yes. games and Sunday night football and stuff. I, I, in my opinion, yeah. And so he's going to double up now, and he and Tariko are going to call Notre Dame games. Now, here's the thing that I wonder. I'm not reading all the details, but I, JB, I can't help but wonder. Is this a move that sort of helps with you know NBC being able to do all these Notre Dame games considering they may not send Tariko and Tony Dungy to the stadium for every game. Right. They may do a studio thing because they're going to be in studio together anyway. You think about you see what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Um <clears throat> I'm just not a big watcher of Notre Dame football. You're not. Yeah. It really depends on who they're playing. Uh-huh. I'm going to tune in. You know, it when you're watching like the 2:30 SEC game every weekend, or you're doing your yard work because you're waiting on the six o'clock SEC game every weekend. It's hard to be in front of the TV for Notre Dame every weekend. Well, and not only that. I mean, for me, they just don't bring a whole lot to the table. But like I've watched them the last two years when they played Georgia. Mm-hmm. I've watched them when they played uh, Clemson. Right. right. Um, but it. They just don't light my fire. Okay, do you think that not having a conference affiliation, being independent, plays into that for you? In that, yes, yes, I, and I think if they're going to be a member, a full fledged member in basketball, they ought to be a full fledged member in football. In football too. Of the, but the only reason they're not is because of the TV. That's the whole deal. Yeah, that's right. And look, I'll say this: NBC is not in my normal flip through repertoire. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I know. I, mean, I you're know. Going, you're going to hit all the ESPNs. You're going to hit the SEC network, and you're going to hit CBS. That's it. And maybe see what, what Big 12 fiasco is happening on Fox. On Fox. And and you never even think about going to NBC for college football because mm. they only got one game. So, yeah. anyway, they're 11-2 last year. We brought that up. Let's see here, though. Does it? Let me see if this has any. Doug Flutie is still going to be included in pregame, halftime, and postgame during select weeks with Notre Dame grad Jack Collinsworth serving as the host. But all the Notre Dame games this year on NBC are going to be Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico. And I I like it. I like it. I wish that was the Monday night football. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, and I started to say, JB, I wonder if this is going to be a transition type of job for Dungy to prepare him for getting ready to do NFL games. I mean, he could already do them. I mean, he's got a Super Bowl ring as a coach. He's in the Hall well, of Fame. Player, coach, assistant coach. Right. Just, you know, you, you hit his accolades when you were talking about him. But 
I love Tarico. I think he's excellent. And when he left at, uh, ESPN, ABC, that that was just not good mm-hmm. for me. Uh, right. But I do love the Sunday night football show. What is it? Sunday night in America. Football in America. Football Sunday in America. Night. Because you yeah. get Tarico and Dungy and the former, why can't I think of his name, the former Patriots safety in the studio. And then they cut to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth with the game. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic deal they do with the NFL deal. Was Tarico ever on Monday night? Yeah, I th- he did Monday night for a while. I was thinking he did. Without, uh, I can't remember the the two sidekicks he had. But, yeah, I yeah. don't remember. Okay, and music started. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back in hour number three. And, and later in hour three, we'll, we'll turn this back, jump back into Notre Dame because let's look at the schedule. Like I said, the last time that I talked about Notre Dame here on the countdown – we didn't have the complete schedule. We have it now. We know dates and a few times as well. So we'll come back, circle back to that. First, though, right around the corner, we're going to get on the phone, the Divinity Equipment phone line, with Brett Norsworthy, host of the pregame, postgame radio shows for uh, Ole Miss football and uh, host of their own show up there on Sports 56 in Memphis. That's coming up next. Stick around for that. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio.